Welcome to the Talking Book Podcast. I'm Perry Patterson, and we are super excited about our one-year anniversary. We just celebrated our one-year podcast anniversary this past Saturday at Johns Creek Books and Gifts, and we celebrated on January 21st, 2023 at Johns Creek Bookstore on Medlock Bridge Road in Johns Creek, Georgia. And we had several local authors that came for a book signing and for interviews on the podcast. We had giveaways, we had refreshments, it was a lot of fun. And those episodes are now available. And those episodes that were recorded during the podcast celebration are with authors, Brian Delaney, who wrote A Good Morning, which is a murder mystery that takes place in a small town inside an assisted living, and Chasing Pirates, which is um, a fun action adventure tale um, that takes place down in Key West. We also interviewed Linda Roberts Bett. She's a former nurse. She's written a book for children called The Day the Birds Came Calling. It has wonderful illustrations, great, sweet story, perfect for ages two through eight. And we interviewed a brand new author with her debut. And she is traditionally published, um, brand new author, traditionally published with Kensington. And she has written a psychological thriller called All the Dark Places. Her name is Terry Parlato. And finally, we also had a pop-up interview. And M.K. Stabley was with us um, for that interview. She actually came back just to interview me on my latest novel, which is historical fiction. It's a historical romance fiction set during the American Revolution called Leader of Liberty, Tale of America's First Spiring. The story is based around a Second Continental Dragoon leader, commander, who was also the espionage leader for what history would later come to call the Culper Spiring. So that book just released about a week ago and she came back, MK came back to interview me. She was also one of the authors at the event. And so I hope you enjoy all of these episodes that we are releasing in the month of January, which is our anniversary or our anniversary month and um, celebrate with us, uh, share our podcast, leave a review. If you enjoy the podcast next month, we've got some great, um, episodes coming up. Um, one with Chris Hartram, who is actually an audio book publisher in Asheville, North Carolina. That'll be a pop-up in February. And then we've got um, J. Eliza Wall. She has written a book called As the Sun Holds the Moon, and she will be with us live on February the 20th. So check us out. Um, make sure to watch live if you enjoy watching live on Instagram. But always make sure to catch us on Spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast from. Welcome to the Talking Book Podcast. I'm Perry Patterson, and I am here today with Linda Roberts Betch, and she has written a children's book. And I'm here with Brian Delaney. Brian Delaney and Linda are both authors from the coming Georgia area or Alpharetta in right. Atlanta. And we are live today from Johns Creek Bookstore in Johns Creek, Georgia on Medlock Bridge Road. We've got giveaways 
in new podcast merchandise. I might have to see it before you see it, but new podcast merchandise. And my hair is different, but it's not real. It is sprayed on, and I'm wearing fake hair because I have a photo shoot with a horse in a period outfit later. And she looks terrific. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. So I am going to introduce Brian, and we are going to talk about his two books first. And then we're going to move to Linda and talk to Linda about her children's book. And we've also got some more authors in the store today. We've got M.K. Stadley, who writes Paranormal Mysteries. We have Walt Messel, who writes Japanese historical fiction. And we have Terry Palato, who has written a thriller, All the Dark Places. They are all here today to sign your copies. So if you are in the Atlanta area, make sure to come down to John's Creek Bookstore today before 2 o'clock and get a signed copy and sign up for one of our giveaways. So, Brian, um, you are the former advertising executive and you're a member of the Atlanta Writers Club. Mm -hmm. You live in Alpharetta, Georgia with your wife, Cindy, and they, you enjoy traveling. You frequently visit your grandchildren. Yeah, they live right around the corner. Okay. And your first book, A Good Morning, which has the cover of a coffin, it's got a coffin and the light shining from the window onto the coffin and across. And A Good Morning is kind of a thriller, kind of murder mystery that is set in small town, a, a small town, southern town. And it is taking place inside an assisted living where certain murders are happening. And it's a little bit of a... Just a mystery of who done it and why are so many murders, are so many deaths happening at the same time or a similar period of time during um, this book. And so a couple of people go on the hunt for the killer. So um, there's some interesting th things that happen in A Good Morning. That's your first novel. And you've written Chasing Pirates recently. Right. And Chasing Pirates is an action adventure set in Key West, which is very interesting. And we'll get to that book in just a few minutes. But um, the book, A Good Morning, is a little bit of a thriller, murder mystery that takes place in the assisted living. Jules, the memory care facility marketing director, is suspicious, and she combines in, in, in Alex, one of the visiting Angel's members. No one believes them, and it becomes up to Alex and Jules to find the killer. And by putting together a plan, they use resident Alex's grandmother for bait. And then your second book, like I said, Chasing Pirates, is an action adventure set in Key West and is about a pirate boat owner. Um, they use a 18th century frigate, uh, and the, the owner is Chase Porter. He's trying to take over um, most of the local tour business, but not everyone in Key West is falling in love with that. And Jace, Jasper Cobb, the leading tour operator in Key West, is seeing his revenue sink like a ship hit with a cannon. Together, he and his daughter devise a plan to stop Chase from taking all of their business, some of which is legal, most which is not. What will happen to Chase and his crew if Jasper achieves his plans? So that's Chasing Pirates. But let's talk first a little bit about um, your first novel, A Good Morning, and how did you come up with the idea of maybe setting it in an assisted living and planning kind of like this murder, thriller murder mystery that Kind of developed with the story. Well, the idea actually, the germ of the idea is 20 years old. 
And I originally wanted to explore the possibility of what would happen when you have two brothers who are diametrically opposed, one who is risk averse and who watches his money and he doesn't go outside of his lanes and his brother who's totally opposite where he goes and does whatever he wants. He doesn't really care about money. He's always asking his brother for it. And that kind of morphed into a, once I started developing those characters, it started to morph into a murder mystery. Now, I didn't start writing until 2017. Every year, I set my goals for the following year, and most of them are you know, material. I want a new car, I want to pay down my credit card debt. Well, in 2016, fall of 2016, I said, I'm going to write this novel. And here's how I'm going to do it. One chapter each month for the 12 months. Mm -hmm. Well, I would go into the office at seven o'clock. I would write till 8.30. Everybody would come in and I'd do my job. I'd go home and this over and over and over. And I found that in September, two things happened. One, I had a book. Mm -hmm. And two, I got laid up. Really? <laughs> so, which was a blessing. So I took that book and I, uh, my wife said, hey, finish so your book. Let me interrupt you just a second. So as you're working on this novel early in the morning in your office, and then a few months later, you realize you've gotten laid off, but you were planning to retire early. I was but not. But did you end up, but you ended up retiring early. I did. I did. You did. Yeah. Okay. And again, the, the, the once the idea starts to form, I started developing the characters and I have this thing that I use that I put character analysis down where not a lot of people do this, but I do. And I try to figure out what the character looks like, what they, you know, I don't put it in the book, but I try to get it in my mind, but I also want to find out what flaws they have because we all have flaws, you know, and they have to grow throughout the book. And right. I was, as I was going through doing this, you know, process, I also, some people are panthers. Some people are plotters, right. a little bit of both. So as right. I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing in the morning. Oops, sorry. <laughs> as I'm doing that, I'm also plotting uh, scenes and where I want to put them. And it's like a puzzle. You'll say, okay, this one needs to go here. This one needs to go here. I came up with the idea of the FOM, which is the nursing home or the assisted living, because I wanted to have the, uh, the goal of having somebody on the inside who was the killer right which okay. we're not going to go into sure they called it hastening instead of murdering because they're sending right. them on their justly reward all right right so that uh, that kind of rolled into the passing lane the passing lane is that segment of the nursing home that you have assisted living where people are still alive and then you have the ones that are on their way out they go into the, what the, the employees called the passing so all of these ideas didn't come at once, but they came in a series of events, and it took me that long to put it together. I see. When I was reading it, I was wondering if you had, you know, a personal experience with someone in an assisted living that you had, you know, been visiting an assisted living on a regular basis, and that's how you came up with the book. But it sounds like you just kind of came up with the story more or less on your own. As, as we were going along, yeah. Uh, okay. And I started the character, uh, Axel, and his grandmother, Winnie, which, uh, would you think of that character, his grandmother? She was pretty spicy. And I fashioned that after a couple of different characters, one of which was my grandmother. Okay. And so, uh, you know, having the characters take on some pieces of it. But the only thing that's really 
and I don't really want to say this, but I probably should. There's only one part in that. I used to be an altar boy. Okay. And I got fired from being an altar boy because I was taller than the priest. So I put that in the book. I guess I could okay. say that because it doesn't give anything away. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Okay. So how long did it actually take you once you started writing A Good Morning? How long did it take you to finish Well, as I said, I started at uh, 7 o'clock in the morning, go to 8.30. And as I wrote, I just kind of wrote the whole thing out. And then it took me a while to actually uh, plot it out and then move it around. And then I started editing. And then I gave it to an editor. Um, I don't know. You probably know um, Kim Conrad. I've heard of her. Right. Yeah. Well, I know she, George Weinstein. Right. Right. That's his wife. And she uh, edited it for me. And then I sent it to my beta readers because I've got six of them. And I asked them, give me your honest feedback. I'm not looking for, oh, that's great. I'm looking for where can I improve? And they really did a great job on both books. So as I was going along and doing that, it took me probably, well, this wasn't actually my first book. My first book is the third one I'm working on now. This was the second book. And it took me about a year and a half. Okay. And then I started writing Chasing Pirates after that. Okay. And when did you officially put out your first book, A Good Morning? January of 2022. I published it. Okay. So it's been one year. Yes. Exactly one year. Mm -hmm. And we're celebrating our one-year podcast anniversary. <laughs> so um, we didn't time that, did we? <laughs> <laughs> so and then you and then after you published a good morning, you started working on chasing pirates. No, or, and and a lot of that is the whole book is set in Key West, which I've been to Key West and I really like Key West. So and a lot of the things that are in because I started reading Chasing Pirates and I've probably gotten about thirty percent in. But there's a lot of information about, you know, pirates and, and treasure and lost treasure. And um, Fisher, what was his name? Fisher. Um, Mel. Mel Fisher. He who found the Atosian. found the Atosian in 1985 off the coast of Key West. And so that was really a big deal. And I remember, you know, a lot of things that are revolve around Mel Fisher and his pirate days or his pirate searching mm -hmm. for treasure days. Or was that he always said, today's going to be the day. Today's going to be the day. Today's going to be the day. And most of the time, it's not really the day, but he has that mentality. attitude, that mentality yeah. of it's going to be today. It's going to be today. It kept him going. And it kept him going every day. And so he found it. And then, and um, what a great um, story that is. But yeah, you put a little bit of a Mel Fisher story in your book. Mm -hmm. But did you go to Key West to research the story? I've been there. I've been there three times and um, four times. Mm -hmm. And yes, I did do some research. Uh, I researched Mel and, and his team. Um, I, I came up with the idea, believe it or not, at Delray Beach. A buddy of mine's got a condo there and he invited me down. And I was sitting on the beach looking out over the ocean thinking, what's out there? You know, as far as treasure. And so I came up with this idea of, I guess the theme of it is, have you ever wanted to do something different? Well, my protagonist, Chase, is a college professor. He loves to teach, but he hates being stuck in a classroom in beautiful Key West. So he and his uh, friends come up with uh, an idea to get a replica of the 18th century ship, the Satisfaction, which was Captain Henry Morgan's, and they go out and they start doing tours. And it, that's part of the story. The other part, of course, is the treachery of Jasper, like you told me. And then there's a little bit of treasure, which I don't want to go into. And it's, it was kind of interesting that I took that original idea and formed it into it. If 
I was going to be a college professor and I wanted to teach, what better stage than an 18th century frigate? Right. And so that morphed into this story. And I said, yeah. but you have to have something else. And that's where we came up with the Stern Castle. The Stern Castle of the Atosha is actually still missing. Okay. And it's got somewhat $400 million worth wow. of jewels, as they're called, these meso uh, emeralds. And the, the, that part is based on fact. Right. They haven't found it yet. But when they do, it's going to be worth a lot of money. That's amazing. I know. It, I, I'm assuming they're still looking for it. Yeah. They're still searching mm -hmm. for it. Um, and they think it's somewhere still near Key West. I yeah, it's 35 miles off the coast of Key West. It's, it's by the... Um, um, the Tortugas. Right. So okay. it's, it's, it, it's not in the debris field that they have now, which is like mm -hmm. two big scars, but they think that they, uh, they, they found some evidence where that's leading them to us. Yeah, that's absolutely fascinating. Well, I've always thought the story of pirate treasure and Mel Fisher and his um, 1985 discovery was always super interesting, mm -hmm. but I've only been to Key West once. So it's interesting that you've been several times and developed the story the pirate story and the the book is is really fun because of the frigate and because of the the way that they go about doing those tours right because i'm a history buff myself so absolutely love that i mean does it really exist because you did say you took it from the idea your friend had no actually tour company I, or, I that was my idea i was sitting on the beach when i thought of that I was just okay. saying, uh, but, so you haven't actually been on one of the pirate kind of like the only those thing are that, more gimmicky for kids, maybe. right? Yeah, not necessarily right. what you're talking about in your chasing pirates novel. And this was it's more of a um, for adults and um, history and and there a are show a lot of people and, in Key West. You, you've been there. You'll see them dress up as pirates. Yeah. In fact, in Facebook, we we're talking about marketing. Right. I joined a bunch of these pirate groups on Facebook and posted my book. And hey, pirate brethren, you might be interested in this. Okay. There's one little. Do you have thing. it in a store? Because you could ship some copies to a store in Key West. I could do that. You could. You I could. could. You could have. And I had to be careful about how I uh, mentioned Mel. Uh, you know, he's a he's a literary uh, or a historical figure, so I can use him sparingly. I can't go out and say Mel endorsed this because he's no, passed right? Away. Sure, of course not. But there is one great story. I was down the last time I was in Key West, I went to Sloppy Joe's. Mm -hmm. My wife and I went and sat at the bar. And you know, in the beginning, my protagonist has this real Spanish coin and he is rubbing it. And he, everybody thinks it's fake. They call it an unreal. Mm -hmm. So when he gets nervous, it's a tell, he rubs the coin. I can say that because it's right in the beginning of the book. Mm -hmm. Well, we're sitting at the bar sloppy joe's and the bartender comes up and he's got two of them around his neck and i said did you ask him are those really from the atosha he's no really you know what he said mel gave them to him oh mel okay mel thought so much of me he said he gave me not one but two of them i said can i have one he said no i'm sure they're worth like yeah actually the mel history museum i think they have uh they have them for sale plus you can go to a shop off of green street i think it is uh that you can actually buy them Right. But I just right. wanted to yeah. have some way for yeah, people to say, oh, he's nervous, you know, without saying he's nervous. And every time right. he grabs it, there you go, grabbing that thing again, he must be nervous about something. Yeah. So. That, yeah, a nervous tick. Um, so you definitely need to get your 
books into some stores uh, down in Key West. I guess I'm going to have to go if back. If you do, okay. you have to go back, drop them off, or ship them to them and say, here's some signed copies. Let me know if you need any more. Um, the great, that'll, it, I'm sure they would love it. They would love it, especially with the book being set in Key West. And what a perfect setting. Um, so you mentioned, and in the book, there is a college in Key West. And I realized, I mean, I've only been to Key West once, so I didn't realize there was actually a college in Key West. There so is. Tell but me this a is, little bit about that. I college. made up the name. But right, there, is, sure, a, there sure, is a college. Sure. It's a maritime college. And okay. uh, it's, I think, it's near the airport. And I just made it up as far as <clears throat> him being able to uh, teach there. But is it a four-year college? Are you familiar with I, I don't. With, I didn't even get familiar. that. I just wanted to have a, a place where he was working, was working the, at the, the time. protagonist or the main character was working at a college there. Yeah. Okay, so they're really Well, because he had to have a background in teaching. Sure, of course. And he had to be young enough where he could be bold enough to do something like this. Uh, right. I mean, they went into deep into debt. And I got to tell you, one of my favorite characters is the, the bar owner. And, and his name is Rio. No, his, that's his best friend. He's a bartender, but the owner of the bar is named Sam King. Everybody right. called King. Old, grizzled, bearded guy. And Gruff doesn't say a lot, but when he has something to say, people listen. And I really like that character. Rio is just a playboy. You know, he just goes and does whatever he wants to do, and he doesn't think, in, you know, he's led by everybody else. But even he grows. You know, right. the characters have to grow somewhat. So. Sure. And I'm only 30% in so, to Chasing Pirates, but um, A Good Morning was a fun read. Um, I was a little bit surprised as who the killer was in A Good Morning. I was expecting it to be, <laughs> can I tell you who I was expecting oh, sure. it to be? Oh, well, sure. Um, Leaf. I was yeah. expecting it to be the that, That's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Did you, did you get my um, foreboding? In the I'm, beginning of the book, well, there's I mean, more there was a lot I love about putting these little things. Yeah, in. there was a lot about um, in the the rich guy Harvey Bentley. Yeah, uh, there was you know mystery around him. There was mystery around Kennedy. There was some mystery around um, I thought Leaf a little bit. I was hoping Winnie would be more of like aggressive in the end and like actually maybe jump up and take the killer down. Yeah. <laughs> Understood. She might have been a little too Understood. old for that. She might have been a little too old for that. But, so tell us about the book that you're working on now. Well, actually, uh, I finished the fourth iteration of it, and it, it's a faux memoir. You know, my life is not really that interesting, so I made stuff up. The protagonist, his name is Deke. And it was, he was named after a naval so hero. So it's father. kind of a memoir, or it is it's it? it's a memoir, but it's it's a fake memoir. I call it a faux oh. memoir. Oh, a memoir. Okay. And so he, his wife calls him Freakin' Deke, right? And his wife was adamant about everything. Her name's Eve, so we named her Adam and Eve. And then we have two daughters and a son. The first daughter, she'll tell the father everything, even though he doesn't want to know. It scares him. So he dubbed her CNN. Now, the second daughter won't say anything what scares him even more, so he dubbed her CIA. And the young son, is he's, he consumes everything. He wants to just get out there and consume, starting with food. You know, the young boys eat like crazy, and then it's money. He's like a jackal, and so he names it. His name is Jack, so he calls him the jackal. And he goes through all of these self-deprecating stories about his wife. Uh, he, he snores, so his wife punches him in the spleen. 
And, you know, there's all these different stories, and she's a terrible better. At one point, she's up to him for a whole heck of a lot of money that she's never going to pay him, and he's never going to get. So they play this game, and, and they go through all of these different scenarios, and it's a very self-deprecating view of the narrator. Who is, wow. And it, I, I I haven't sent that to, to the editor or uh, my uh, beta readers yet, but I'm still polishing it. The first one who gets it is my wife because she has creative control because a lot of the stories I picked, um, some, so I use her as an example. And she's like, I got I to read it first because if, if, uh, if there's anything I don't like, I'm going to kill you in your sleep. I use that line. <laughs> so... And then I'm also doing a follow-up to a good morning. I've already outlined it, and I'm working on a follow-up uh, to Chasing Okay, viruses. so it'll be a kind of a little bit of a series. Yeah, I want to call this the Benton Falls Mysteries okay. because it's based in this little town called Benton Falls, okay. and, which is an amalgamation of about three or four towns that I've lived in. And then uh, Chasing Pirates, the, the, you have to. I can't tell you why. You'll see when you finish reading. That's going to take another two years to get these things yeah. all out. Okay. But I'm, okay. I'm pretty happy doing it, and it's, it's fun. I like it. To, you know, we'll go from there. All right. So you live in Alpharetta now. Where are you originally from? Upstate New York, outside of Syracuse. Syracuse. Mm -hmm. A little town called Westmoreland, about 10 miles from uh, Utica, about 40 miles from Syracuse. Yeah. yeah, I did a lot of research in New York for my book because mine was set during the Depression. Right. So I did a lot Great. of history. And you went to a, a you saw the Eriskany Battlefield? I did not go there. I went to Tappan yeah. um, because I wanted to go to the Septus Success for John Henry. So oh, so you're talking, you were down downstate. I was in Tappan and I was yeah. in Manhattan. I was in Long Island. Our biggest is Fort Stanwix and uh, the Eriskany Battlefield. Those are our biggest uh, visiting uh, tourism. Okay. Uh, so how long have you lived here in Alpharetta? Since 2008. Oh, well, actually not Alpharetta. We, we, we came to Atlanta first. Was it your job? Then? When I got, uh, I was running radio, uh, radio cluster for what was then known as Clear Channel and um, in Utica. And in 2007, they sold the station to, they broke it up and sold the stations okay. because they were getting ready to sell the iHeart. I heard I was going to take over for Clear Channel. So being out of a job, my wife said, why don't we, you know, take a look at moving down south. So we did. We looked everywhere. We looked at Greenville. We looked at Atlanta. We looked at Charlotte. We looked at Raleigh. We looked at all of these different places when we settled in Atlanta. And we've moved several different places. I like to say my wife has a realtor on speed dial. <clears throat> She's not going to like me for that one, but sorry, honey. And so, you know, a couple of years ago in 2021, Right before, right as the pandemic was going on, we moved uh, up to Alfreda, and I love that town. There's so much going on. We are within walking distance. Um, I have a lawn I can mow for the first time in 14 years because we've lived in townhomes all this this time. And uh, I, I live in a great neighborhood. And it's a lot of fun, and we're really close to our grandbabies. I got four. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so Brian, tell um, the audience where they can find you on Instagram, Facebook, where they can find your books if they're interested in murder mysteries and or action adventure sure. pirates in Key West. <laughs> well, the first thing you can do is you can go to www.briandelaneyauthor.com, where you can purchase my books either at Amazon or from my website. You can also uh, 
just look up Brian Delaney on Facebook. There are two Brian Delaney authors. Mine's got a capital L, so that's me. And you'll also see my picture. Um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn as well. I don't really have an author website on the, uh, those first two. It's my regular website, but I put author on the name. So, And uh, also, if you do come in, there are some uh, uh, bookmarks that I put out for free. So my website is on the bookmark. Awesome. Great. Well, that's good. Um, thank you for being thank with you us for today. having me on. This we was are live at Johns Creek Bookstore in Nedlock on Nedlock Bridge Road in Johns Creek, Georgia. So, if you are anywhere around the Atlanta area and can stop by today before two o'clock, though, um, we will be here. We're doing some giveaways, and we've got some great looking cookies that we have available and they look just like our logo so our cookies look like our logo um and we're doing some giveaways so signing up for that so thank you so much Brian, thank you for having for me being with us and we are going to interview